2: Swansea has more McDonald's and clean sheets this season, so don't forget your McNuggets are closer than you think with McDelivery. The only thing left to say is, you in? Order now in a McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app are participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for further details hey spotifiers click or tap the banner to listen to rap caviar the freshest 50 hip-hop songs on the rawest playlist ever brought to you by our friends and stars and the new season of power book four force watch now only on stars and the stars app uh lee is the one that looks a little bit like the milky bark hit and then, <laughs> that's right uh, <laughs> yeah appreciate
1: you saying that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't um, forget me.
2: Welcome back everyone to another episode of the Swanscast podcast then. So very happy to introduce the guest with us
0: today. So welcome Benjamin Bloom. Got your name right there. Absolutely. You, did. Do yeah. you know I've been accused of being both anti-Swansea and anti-Welsh. I think I saw you my about Can you that? imagine that? Yeah, well, I would I on accuse the you. yes. You, you don't have particularly prickly fans. They've always gotten quite well with Swansea fans, um, I thought. There's a section that's a bit loud, but we'll leave her at
2: that. Okay. Um, I think that's probably the, best. <laughs> maybe, maybe, it's probably the best way to put it. <laughs> Swansea Twitter can be interesting sometimes, but uh, we did a video, a couple right. of videos about okay. that. Um, yeah. Anyway, I've also got Lee and John with me today, so the first part of the podcast we're going to be talking with Ben about um, a little bit about himself and what he thinks about Swansea this season and some of the more recent controversies if you like, so we'll get into that. As always though, don't forget to subscribe to the channel if you're watching on Spotify, give us a follow and like the video on YouTube, get engaged in the comments, let us know what you think, let us know what you think of what Ben's got to say about our season because he's, he's obviously looking at this from a neutral sort of perspective. So it's going to be interesting to see his thoughts. Okay. So Ben, obviously I, I watch a lot of your content. So I think from what I see it's a broad championship focused mainly um, channel, which is basically how I found you. Um But yeah, it's very good, good perspectives on a lot of all the clubs really, um non-biased. Um, I just want to ask sort of what got you to sort of start that? What was your sort of vision? and motivation
0: to start that channel on YouTube. Um, Well, thank you, first of all, for for watching it. That's um, it's great that people care about what I say about football, which is um, awesome. Um, Like most, um, probably the same as you guys, really, no intention to start it. Just enjoy football. Enjoy debating football and chatting about football. Um, I'm an Ipswich Town fan, um, so we had an Ipswich Town podcast, and um, with what was happening at Ipswich, it got a bit dull and a bit staid. Um, um, I don't know if you remember it, but it was years and years in the championship, and Nick all McCarthy, of a sudden, I yeah. just went to a, <laughs> yeah, I went to a couple of um, other other games and covered them, and then all of a sudden, you're doing championship games as well. And then Ipswich had the brilliant brainwave of getting relegated and being one of the worst championship teams in <laughs> history. And you're kind of thinking, right, what, what do I do now? Because my team's in League One. But yeah, so yeah, we just kept on doing championship. And um obviously, lockdown's been a bit crappy. But what it has enabled the likes of me to do is um I've been paid the self-employment payments and been able to just you know, go episode, hell for leather on the channel. So, um, as much as it was rubbish to lose my job, it's actually given me the chance to focus on on that. And yes, so we cover all of the championship. Um, I still look at Ipswich, but we've got the Blue Monday podcast. Don't really want to yeah, yeah. tread on tread on their toes. And we still do the, um, the Dearly Departed team. So, um, if you do get promoted, to <laughs> Swansea fans, I will still be covering you in the Premier wow, League next news. year, along with... <laughs> yeah, along with Leeds and Villa, who look like they're staying, and Fulham look like they might stay now yeah. as well, which is um, starting to get interesting up there. But yeah, that's that's a bit. And thank you for um, being so kind about
2: the channel, Luke. No, no problem. While we're on the case of your channel, do you want to let everyone know where to find you?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So the Benjamin Bloom Football Channel on YouTube. We're sort of we do watch alongs on the midweek games, and I do this Saturday super stream thing. Um, so if you tune in. Around five o'clock, you'll be there in time for the Swansea penalty. Um, are you gonna, yeah, yeah oh, we've got a laugh on that one. No, it, it is, it's <laughs> funny, You've so gotta take, goes... uh, gotta laugh, you
2: got to take got a laugh on you because everyone else is crying. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> that goes every Saturday. We do a review every Monday. It's basically daily, um, daily content of yeah. um, everything championship with the few teams uh sprinkled in. And didn't
2: you say you're going to do a watch along for the Luton game, or you're going to be around, yeah, for that one?
0: so. The Saturday Superstream will pick up the second half of the Luton game, but they've put it 15 minutes earlier. I think they're going up against Leeds and Chelsea, so Sky have gone 15 minutes earlier to try and get it away. Yeah, they they, they don't quite realise how this game's going to play out, though, that nothing will happen in the Yeah, I was going to say, everyone will be switched
2: (laughs) off by that time anyway, based on the last couple of games. (laughs) But I think that's a good transition point then, so I think John's going to maybe take for a second to move on to Swansea.
3: Hi hiya Ben. Um I love your passion, mate. Oh, I gotta don't. say you sound like a top guy. Um just moving on to Swansea then, just a couple of points. I was just wondering on your opinions on sort of how you think our season's gone so far and um any any standout players and if if sort of what your opinion on Steve Cooper
0: Oh well lots to say. Um so I've been really, really impressed um <clears throat> first of all, because And anyone who's watched my content knows I'm very anti parachute payments and not in terms of getting rid of them. But um, how how things are, excuse me, sorry, distributed. And you guys will all know that when we talk about Swansea, and we talk about parachute payments, you've had them, but your managers have not been allowed to spend them is is what what we know that it's kind of gone into the coffers and Dan James has come through and McBurney's come through and, you know, Potter and Cooper have had to pull rabbits out of hats. And generally that signals a decline, doesn't it? So the parachute payments are not being spent and um, the best players are being sold on for the big money into the Premier League. And um, obviously last year, IU was very good and you kind of think, well, Surely they can only afford to pay him for the one season, and he'll go and get a turkey or something where someone can afford to to pick up the pick up the tab. Um, so I I honestly thought you would regress this season. I thought um, it was a hell of a run for the playoffs. Yes, having Brewster is always helpful in the in the championship, isn't it? That yeah, that was quite deciding. That definitely. that'll get you a few um, definitely missing. Him. I think we call that a cheat code in the trade don't we yeah. Brewster in the championship <laughs> but hey we're going to see him again next season by the look of it yeah. so I thought yeah <laughs> uh, genuinely I'm... I can't remember where I put you in my predictions I thought you'd be outside the playoffs this year but Cooper's done really really well um I'm, I'm really impressed with him actually and particularly with things like game management and tweaking in game and and whatnot um in terms of players obviously ayu is too good for the championship we know we know that and yeah. um, it's a it's a legacy contract from the premier league and you know he he wants to stay and, and play play for the money so good luck to him um the wing backs have been really good haven't they robertson I think uh, 17 assists well
2: because... between all the wing backs. so yeah.
0: really christ um yeah. because actually um, watching qpr last year um, well, they're two QPR players, Manning and Bidwell, aren't they? I thought, oh, Manning will have that shirt in in weeks, but Bidwell's done so well to you know keep him out of the team. Obviously, Grimes has been very good for um, a long time, hasn't he? In um, yeah. in central midfield, um, and you're well stocked at centre back. But more, moreover, I think um, I think the way that Cooper's able to set up the defensive shape and strategy works for for your defenders not to say that you're a defensive team because I'm sure if you looked at the heat maps for your wing backs they're way way up the pitch aren't they yeah. um but it's this um it's this thing which I'm sure you've talked about until you you blew in the face of Woods a number nine obviously if you borrow Ryan Brewster it helps or Tammy Abraham or Alex Mitrovic or like teams have done in the in the last few seasons but I don't know. If you put Puki or Tony in Swansea's team this season, even Solanke or, I, I don't know, uh, Lucas Shaw going through the top yeah. six teams, Zhao um, Pedro, whoever, um, yeah. would would have in that dedicated goal scorer help. Um, and then it feels like he's just given up on having a number 10 because Hurahan yeah. isn't a number 10. He's sort of a number eight. So probably things you've... Bu- in short, I've been very, very impressed. I'd say Roberts is probably um, my... if When I'm doing my team of the season, and I'm very fussy about this, by the way, so <laughs> if I'm not playing wing-backs, Roberts can't go in because he's not a fullback, obviously. But um, I, I'd, I'd say Roberts would be, and are you just on, on talent?
2: Yeah, um, you, yeah, you hit a couple of good points there. Obviously, the investment... Um... Funnily enough, this season's probably the first season since we got relegated. They've actually brought a few people, players in more than maybe we've let go to the extent where we thought they were good transfer windows, even after Joe Rodon went in the summer. Um, I did mention him, yeah, good point. Yeah, even January 1. It's, you look back now and you think it wasn't as great as it was, but that's mainly because Morris got injured. Um, that, I think... Obviously, he's not an out out striker, like you said, that we're missing, which we would all agree with that point. Um, our actually, our head of recruitment came out and did an interview not so long ago. We were supposed to bring in Michael Obafami from Southampton. And the way that he was wording it, they kind of had all their eggs in that basket. Didn't really have a backup plan. And it kind of shows, I guess, because we didn't fix the problem. I think Jamal Lowe's run of form before Christmas into January kind of made it look like it wasn't going to be a problem. But, as soon as the transfer window is closed and February up to this point, yeah yeah, it's, it's definitely been a problem, and we could have done with that being fixed, and that is gonna be probably the biggest issue going now to the end of the season because we have been gritty all year grinding out results, being hard to beat sort of thing, but now we're struggling to score goals, and we'll talk about the penalties, so that's probably a good again a good a good time to sort of transition into that um. So, like I said, loving your overview of Swansea, but coming to the nitty gritty now—the last sort of uh, part of the season and the last week and a half, if you like—there's been a lot of talk about Swansea being a bit lucky. Maybe it's a bit more than luck, from uh, well, from what some people's opinions are. And then you look at Neil Warnock's comments on the matter as well. He's bringing <laughs> Steve Cooper's dad into the equation.
0: You mean I... Neil Warnock stirred the pot? Really? Yeah, no, yeah. I never,
2: well, I never I believe that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's bad enough before he had a relationship with Cardiff, I guess, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I just want to ask, like, we could go through the individual penalties, there's the three of them, really, and then what everything's been said about the situation, what is your opinion? Because there's, there's just, I don't think I've ever seen so much sort of kicking off about a couple of penalties ever, to be honest, but maybe I'm being a bit, like, uh, biased on that, but yeah, just want to see your view.
0: Well, I I like to think that I, I'm right in the centre here looking yeah. out at everybody. So the first thing I will say yeah. is, and uh, present company accepted, football fans in the main are incapable of credibly <laughs> debating decisions that involve their teams yeah. or yeah, teams totally that are right. challenging their teams. We'll give it our best shot. <laughs> or decisions against their team. I'm not even talking about Swansea fans. Yeah. I'm talking about the reaction of other fans. So no, I agree with that. It's very hard yeah. for me to have a credible conversation with a Middlesbrough fan about this a Stoke fan, a Blackburn fan, and then you get the Brentford, Norwich, uh Reading fans who are also basically everyone hates Swansea at the moment because yeah. they've got a few <laughs> they've got a few penalties. I know. My my view, trying to be completely objective, and first of all, let's just let's just be honest. Referees are not corrupt. No, Steve Cooper does not have uh, influence. I mean, th- that's ridiculous. Let's just get the stupidity well, yeah. out of the way. That is okay? the thing that's just, just everywhere. That is like. Oh, just yeah, but that's yeah. ridiculous, isn't it? Come on, yeah. it's, uh, and we yeah. get this every time. Oh, he's a fraud. Oh, they're corrupt, <laughs> and it's like, come on, behave, you know. Yeah, one or two. So, look, to take the decisions, um, uh, one after the other, I would suggest that the one against Stoke looked a little bit dubious to me. I think we'd we'll um, all agree on that and, one, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, yeah. may not yeah, have been yeah. given. I would also suggest. That Mark Boller's goal against—you um, didn't mention this, but yeah. I think that goal should have stood. But we all um, again—we
2: yeah. all agree with that. We, I wasn't actually watching the game, but Lee was messaging me, being like, "We just got away with a massive. Uh, we just got away with something massive, like, yeah. Basically, so I don't think any Swansea fan kind and of like, one, is against that.
0: So Bidwell and Saville. Let's be honest, that one's an absolute nightmare for the ref, isn't yeah. it? And I. I sat down and I watched it, and I do do this, believe me, because I want to get it right when I watched it ten or twenty times, and you know you're you're slowing it down, and um Saville's foot is there first, and then bidwell's foot's behind, and they kick at the same time, and Saville's foot might be hitting the ball his side foot, but then Bidwell's toe is coming underneath, so yeah, i difficult. um without wanting to go all philosophy on you. I think the cornerstone of um, emotional maturity is to have empathy. And let's just say it like this. It's a nightmare for the referee. And even with VAR, it's a yeah. nightmare. So, Yeah, I'm not
2: sure VAR changes apart, that decision because it's difficult, isn't it? You can, like you said, you, how yeah, many times you can, can you slow it down?
0: Uh, Luke, I watched it 10 times and yeah. couldn't tell you which. I, yeah, I could have yeah. given it each way both times. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. The one against uh, Blackburn, um, I th- actually thought was a penalty. I thought um, Fulton toe-ends it back. And you can see Gallagher, he tries to stop himself. He's like, oh, crap, I'm going to kick him. Yeah. Um, honestly, I don't want that to be a penalty. But in 2021, if you kick somebody in the box and miss time, it is a penalty. Where I where I got a bit annoyed is... Um, with the whole diving thing, because yeah. we've seen that the one last me. night with Foden. I tweeted it this morning. Foden stays on his feet and doesn't get the penalty. And um, yeah, that was Fulton goes down and does get the penalty. So it kind of, I, I understand Fulton going down. I think where we need to get to with the referees is we need to see a couple of penalties be given where the player doesn't go down. Yeah. So, so yeah. no, yeah. the shirt gets pulled, the player's still on his feet, stop the game, penalty, red card. Yeah? Obvious, denial of obvious goal-scoring yeah. opportunity, no attempt to play the ball. Give a couple of those. And we also need to see a penalty given and the player also be booked for diving. We need to see that as well to, to stop it. I'm not saying yeah. Fulton should have been booked because in the current situation, I understand Fulton going down. The last thing I will add is that if you really flip it pro-Swansea, shouldn't some credit be given in the 95th minute for the left wing-back and the right centre-back being in the yeah. penalty box for, for yeah. both of those? So, look, it is what it is. Some of the reactions are ridiculous. And as Swansea fans, <laughs> you have to block them out. Yeah, we a just take it. On a it couple of Pinch them. of salt. <laughs> yeah, you got a bit lucky on a couple of them. Borderline on, you know, on some of the others. But you could argue that um Lennyhan. Jumps with his arm up. Yeah. Um. Ten minutes before, and oh, that could yeah. have been a penalty. You know, but no one wants to talk about that because he didn't get given. Um. Yeah. So it is what it is. All I would say is shut out the news and uh, come to the Benjamin Bloom Football Channel for a sensible yeah. take. Oh. Well, I've been there. I've been there. I, I've been <laughs> coming
2: to see what's been said because I, I I like reading the comments and everyone's going like when you did the watch along the other day and everyone's there like oh when's the penalty going to be then and then it actually was one. <laughs> And then there was one that people were still saying was also, dubious. One, one, one other
3: thing, I think, I think Go a on, tip John. of the cap for Ayu as well. I mean, he's had three three penalties in like ninety plus minutes, and I mean, I hate that that the step in his run up, but I mean, you know, the composure oh. to, to slot three away, you know, in in the ninety plus minute. I mean, a tip oh. of the cap to him as well. But um, but yeah, I totally agree with that. He's actually had fairly, fairly, row, spot on, especially the point on um giving penalties. Yeah, yeah well, exactly, but three yeah, of were pressure um, in the 90th plus minute on so
0: yeah the one with the least pressure on was the worst one against blackburn that should have been yeah. saved should yeah, the know. other two that, were were really good but he's, middle, a, yeah. he's a he's a big big moment big name championship player isn't he he should be he should be stepping up and taking that ball and saying um I'm going and frankly he's been on quite a quiet run hasn't he so yeah. it's good for his confidence and his numbers in terms of his um in terms of his output as as well so um look it'll be chip it'll be someone else's chip paper tomorrow someone will get a dodgy yeah, exactly. decision um you know yeah um to to say something that means everything but means nothing it is what it is it just happens that <laughs> they've come in consecutive games and they've come in injury time as well yeah. and and who knows but i look were some of the decisions dubious, possibly. Um does that make Swansea lucky? Maybe, but also again, wing backs in the penalty box in away games in the ninety fifth minute needs to be praised. Yeah. Doesn't it? Um have did you know, have Swansea players maybe gone down easily? Yes, but if they've also been fouled, then so what? Do yeah. you know
2: what I mean? Um so before Lee yeah. takes the end there you've said about the wing backs in the box we touched on that on our video obviously not playing well but we in the middle of game this was um, they equalised and we managed to get in that situation to get the winning goal so that's a positive obviously as you've touched on the other thing to end on this Warnock's comments in regards to like things evening out over the course of the season <laughs> I actually agree with him on that one but what people are not like talking about is um, I don't know if you can remember we had a game against Sheffield Wednesday at home where Casey Palmer scored a goal right at the end of the game. The ref just blew up for a foul, and there was literally no Swansea player near the keeper, um, which he got that wrong. So it was a disallowed goal that's cost us a win. There's a Bristol City away, where Connor Roberts falls over, someone falls over him, and there's a penalty to Bristol, yeah. cost us uh, yeah. a win. Look, I'm not saying you know those results are done, but <laughs> it's just funny you said about things evening out, but people don't remember what might, what might have happened before. So there we are, Lee. If you wanna, if you wanna take the last one. Yeah, I've been enjoying taking
4: taking a back seat on this. I've been enjoying listening to the, uh, the chat <laughs> actually, because now it's nice to get a nice get an outside take on it. To be honest, and it's uh, no, it's just nice to listen to. But uh, I think uh, the question on on everyone's lips at the moment, especially amongst the Swansea fans, is uh, we're starting to look at the running now. Obviously, there's there's very few games left, and we're getting to the business end of the season. So just from an outside perspective. Uh, do you think that we can uh, that we can get over the line? I know our performances have been a bit, uh, you no, know, not not at to the top level uh, of late. But do you think we can get over the line? And do you think we can get into that top two?
0: Oof. Um, <laughs> <that is> so it's <laughs> so hard to call because the way it's shaping out now is that Norwich have disappeared off into the distance, and I can make fairly sensible arguments that Swansea, Brentford and Watford at the moment are all unconvincing. There's no team, none of them are on an absolute tear. Obviously with Brentford, you've had the three straight defeats and Rico Henry's injured and Pontus Janssen is injured and Josh De Silva is injured and maybe there's a, a reliance on Ivan Tony. and, you know, what if he were to get hurt? You'd, you know, you would think that would seriously damage the Brentford chances. With Watford, there's, I just, uh, I find them hard to call because they've got such, some brilliant players at championship level. You know, Assange, Al Pedro, cleverly, defenders of quality, Firmini, the right back's really good as well. And they're second and they've got this ludicrously good home record. And then I watch them and I'm like, are you trying? Are you doing yeah. what? What's going on with this. And then Swansea, the thing with Swansea all along was they were getting these results. But um, I've I've said this for a while that it was kind of finely attuned, you know, Woodman is is good in goal and the defense is good. And they can see chances, but not many goals. And then at the other end, they don't have too many chances. um, And they've been putting it so I always felt it was a little bit you know, when you look at Brentford and they create a ton of chances um, yes. and it's quite kind of viable and scored 61 goals or something, haven't they? So there was always a sense with Swansea that if the Cogs weren't completely clicking, you might get a little run like this. Um, the The real um, way you can look at this very positively if you're a Swans fan is that you're still picking up loads of points while the performances of, yeah dropped exactly. a little bit yeah. you know late goals and um obviously everyone will look um in a slightly embittered way from the outside and say, oh fluky fluky lucky lucky or what have you but um from a swan's point of view, look the manager's very good, he's very good, and um in game and in terms of being able to absorb difficult situations. I think Swansea probably have got that over Brentford, maybe Um, there is a I feel sorry for Brentford, they get tired with the old bottlers brush. But there there is an idea that when Brentford are put into adversity, they crumble, whereas we know that Swansea are good at defending. They're good at being without the ball during games. And look at the games against Norwich and Brentford at home. You know, they showed real, um, real metal to absorb stuff and. I think it goes down to Cooper, really. Can they get second? Oh, Christ. This, it's a really good race, isn't it? It's three yeah, it's, teams. Uh, yeah. Three teams for two. I, Yeah, I don't see um, uh, Reading winning eight in ten or Bournemouth or you know, Barnsley have gone hell for leather to get <laughs> don't, well. say like, uh, to Barnsley. Don't, don't say Cardiff.
2: Don't say Cardiff.
0: Cardiff and Mick, yeah. I think they're all too far back, aren't they? But so in terms of automatic promotion I really I'm really torn between between the three I think let let me say this fairly Brentford you would say have the potential in terms of goal scoring and attacking yeah Watford have the best players Swansea probably have the best manager in terms of the pattern of play um which may make Swansea a good playoff team, but you probably, you know, after last year, uh, maybe that was a bit too early for It depends Kevin. who gets it's the sixth
2: so spot, hard. really. Because <laughs> if it's Cardiff, then so I don't want to watch. It's hard
0: to call, <laughs> isn't it? So, so hard <laughs> Yeah, and you could get Swansea-Cardiff in the yeah, playoffs, couldn't you, as well? be um, But, Lee, it's, 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 back point it's so... Of, um... Go ahead, John, sorry.
3: Sorry, oh, guys. It comes... Oh, he's back. Johnny to that point, of, there's a theory that <laughs> Steve Cooper's a good tournament manager, obviously, with the, with the England youth set-up. Yeah. Oh, sorry, man. No, go on. Carry on. Carry on. No, I
2: think on. you're saying, like, obviously, about Steve Cooper being with his uh, English um, credentials when he was part of the... Was it under-17s or under-18s? Um, being a good tournament, the knockout manager, I guess. Are so you linking that with the playoffs? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, can't you, Ben. Oh, technical difficulties all around. It's all right. Let me see. So...
0: There's a few tricky oh, games. Oh, sorry, did you lose me there? Yeah, the sound
2: wasn't coming. Yeah, through. We lost it's, a bit. It's, it's back now, though, so we didn't hear the start. Oh, sorry, so. I
0: was just looking at the fixtures, and there's sort of a game against Bournemouth, for game against Cardiff and Watford at the end of the season. Look, That's it's it. going to be very, very tight, and I don't know if you guys have looked, because I have, but you wouldn't want to be Reading in April and you wouldn't want to be Watford going over the line because they've yeah. got um, Norwich, Swansea yeah. and Brentford in their last four games. So what I would say is if it's where it is with three games to go, you're going to become the favourites, especially with, um, with did I say, is it Brent? Yeah, Brentford, Watford, right near the... Am I right about that? We've right played Brentford twice, haven't we?
2: We've got Watford season. the last yeah. game of the season. I think when I checked the run-ins... Us and Brentfords are quite, like, okay. Uh, Watford probably have a little bit worse, I think. Yeah, um, yeah, I think Watford have got the worst one. I think
4: uh, I'm going to be really on the fence with this statement, but I think uh, when we started the podcast in January, I remember saying to Luke, I said, "I like you've touched on with Watford's squad, I said, I think they've got too much for us and Brentford, just in terms of you know the players that they've got in the squad. But some, somehow, like up to this point, we've still managed to stay in there. And I think you've touched on, like, the style of play and we've got that ability to you know, to sit in and have a bit of metal and get a result so I think that playing playing like Watford and Reading in these big games in the running that, that probably suits us more in terms of we've got to get a result in this game I think like lately we just haven't been able to get it going um, and like you said our, our best performance of the season was probably Norwich at home um, so I think when and, and Cardiff away so I think when it is something on the line and we've got to get something we have got our metal so I, I, I can't call it myself I have no idea
0: it looks, um, it, it looks like if you're if you don't have a lead by the last day of the season, then it could be Brentford, doesn't it? Because I just looked, yeah. Bristol City, Brentford on the last day, and Bristol City are going to be on the beach with like four yeah. or five to go. They're going to be right in the middle, aren't they? And then you just wouldn't because we've seen it in the Championship before those last day of the seasons. Yeah. Oh my god, the yeah. players play like they've got weights around their legs and it's what as well isn't it so and it's (laughs) what exactly so basically you don't want to be going into the Watford game needing to win. Although sometimes you get these you get these ones and that's exactly what you need. You know you need to win and you go and go and do the job. So
2: um final point for me and I only touching on this because of what you've mentioned, but um I told you about the loud sort of fans in our fan base. You've been praising Steve Cooper quite a lot, saying that he's a fantastic manager. Some of the highlights that you said are um, his game management, in-game, stuff like that. Our fans really think he doesn't manage the game well. I just, I would like to, like, just raise that point. Not saying that we, we necessarily think that. Some of the criticisms we've had in the past are to do with the substitutions that he makes or doesn't really make. And not as much rotation for the team. But a large section of the fan base takes that a step further and I um, think he really is not good tactically in game and you can't change it. Which I don't necessarily agree with, but it's it's nice to hear like a neutral who watches a lot of championship content because you cover essentially the whole league. So you can compare with everyone a lot more than maybe the average Swansea fan who only watches Swansea games. Yeah. So I think it's a good point wow. that you've raised that.
0: Yeah, so I've got a lot to say about that. Um, First first thing would be is, as you've just said, I don't watch Swansea every week. Now, that may mean that some Swansea fans know more about it than me, but that may also make me a little bit more dispassionate and removed to be able to judge it in a less emotional way. The second thing I would say is in-game does not begin and end with substitutions. And I'm not criticising your fan base or your audience, but they're... There are plenty of things you'll see i watched the barnsley swansea um game and do not tell me he didn't absolutely nail playing against um barnsley's press in that game no, that don't tell me he didn't nail the norwich game as well don't yeah. tell me how how the hell you got away without losing to brentford as well It's <coughs> anyone anyone yeah. knows yeah. so it's not all down to substitutions dare i say if you've had Brendan Rodgers and um, Michael Laudrup and played this type of football before, that a type of football where the manager is um, good defensively, um, maybe you know maybe yeah. your expectations are are higher, and you you know you want to be pinging it about and creating tons of chances, and Scott Sinclair and Michu are scoring <coughs> tons of goals every week or or what have you. So it may it may be that, but what I would say is just the way the way it's set up, and okay, maybe I'll concede to the Swansea fans. Let, let me put it more down the pattern of play argument than the in-game argument, okay? Yeah. Because um, a lot of the real absolutists in terms of philosophy, watch Norwich under Farker, watch Leeds under Bielsa, they never change their teams. It's all about the Absolute. From week to week. Yes, okay. Yeah. Someone will comment that Bielsa does two subs at half time sometimes. Yes, he does. Yeah. But look at Norwich in particular. He gets exactly the same criticism, you know. Oh, we're not winning. Why, why are you not bringing eight forwards on it? 60 minutes or, or what have you. <laughs> but it's all about, no, this is the plan. This is what we're doing. This is what we've rehearsed. Yeah. It's not not working. So we're going to stick with it and we're going to go... We're going to go with it. But I'll end all of that by saying, yes, I don't watch Swansea every week. So um, I'm not and everyone's entitled to their opinion. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, but, um, sometimes when you get fans, what they do is they they oversimplify the game so they can fixate on something absolute like substitutions or throw ins yeah. or set plays. So this <laughs> team's bad because the corner taker <laughs> hits the first man. That's it beginning and end of because that's something that's very simplistic and you can you can work with it yeah Yeah. and sometimes I think managers that there'll be a lot that Steve Cooper's doing that the likes of you and I who are even quite well read about football we wouldn't have a clue because it's above our level of analysis We you know and this guy is a highly qualified coach and I think as well just big picture when you look at what Championship teams are up against in terms of every year, the three teams come down with the 45 million, million quid. And yes, you've had the parachutes, but not spent them. Um, I'm a big fan of Steve Cooper.
2: Yeah. No, I think you've, uh, you've really That's summed good, that yeah. up like, really well. You mentioned yeah. the whole loudrup and Roger stuff. That is a massive part of the issue. And the fact that you've said that from an outside perspective um, I'm quite intrigued with that because we were saying literally in one of our last videos people are sort of just they they can't get over this romanticism of what the Swansea way is and what it's been in the past and this season we've shown we can do that in bits but then we've also shown a more defensive uh, outlook and unit and the last month or so has been all about that people just can't seem to get their head around that it's like that conversation of results or performances like play well and lose or just grind out a win and that's been a massive debate the last week or two. But, um, you know, we've, we've uh, we really appreciated time. I know we've kept you... Um... Oh, Luke, yeah. sorry, just yeah, go on.
0: just quickly on that. You, yeah. you can't win sometimes. Brentford and Norwich will get criticised. Oh, they can't defend. Because yeah. Yeah. they're a really flowing attacking team. Middlesbrough and Cardiff, oh, they're boring. They do nothing <clears> going forward. <laughs> um, do, you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. This is the championship. This is not um, Foden, Mares, Jesus, yeah. De Bruyne... Where they can attack, defend with perfect balance. These uh, championship players are young players who are possibly going to play at a higher level, older players yeah. who have played at the higher level and are coming down. There are players who pop into that championship level player because they have a key flaw that stops them playing at the top level. Or Andre Ayou, where there's a circumstance where yeah. it's a legacy contract and he, he ends up there or Emi Buendia or Saar. They're clearly too good. They're not going to be here long, but um, away they go. This is the championship and we don't get perfectly balanced teams who attack and defend in perfect synergy. Frankly, if they did, the players would all be snapped up within three months or whatever of a transfer window. So I do think we need, and bear in mind, I support a League One team. So imagine me having this same rant. These are League One players. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Uh, well, <laughs> multiplied by yeah, two. I was going to say. Yeah. You, you cannot expect um, Swansea with Steve Cooper in the championship with the ownership pulling out the parachute money to give you a perfectly balanced team that looks like the one that finished. Where did you finish in the Premier League and won the League Cup?
2: That season was about mid-table, when I was like 18. Like eight, eight, exactly. Nine. Yeah.
0: That that's an unfair comparison, isn't it? It's apples and oranges. It's a false equivalence. I I think it would be fair to. Yeah, I think
4: I mean I mean I was we've said something similar on the last video. I remember saying like if everybody if everybody plays good football, then it's essentially redundant, isn't it? I mean you've got to (laughs) find different ways to uh, play in the especially in the championship. And I think that people are sort of forgetting that uh, Cooper's just doing the Uh, best. Look at the um,
0: Look at the Barnsley-Derby game last oh, yeah. night. Oh, yeah. Oh, Barn- God. Barnsley win seven on the trot. Derby basically just say, okay, fine. We'll, we'll take nil-nil and we'll clear the ball every time we get it. So, <laughs> you're it right. Means- as soon as as soon as soon you're into one trend, someone will then set up. And it's normally one of these um, Rower, McCarthy, Warner. Oh, yeah. It's normally yeah. one of these type guys who are not wedded to a particular philosophy and willing to change depending on opponents they'll figure it out and they will s house that one nil away win and you'll be yeah. going oh maybe we need to change from that so um yeah exactly could be a lot worse than Steve I think, uh, put it that way
4: oh yeah definitely i think uh, and just just before luke uh rounds us off as well I just wanted to say um about Ipswich, switch are you uh happy with paul cook taking over what do you, you think in a late playoff uh, getting into the playoffs and you're only one point out at the moment yeah?
0: I'm very, very happy with Paul Cook um taking over. I, I have absolutely no expectations of us doing anything um this season. That wouldn't be fair on Cook. But secretly, if after you hit stop, I'll tell you I want us to get into the playoffs. But uh, <laughs> my my public answer would be let Paul Cook have the summer and um yeah, yeah hopefully they can they can uh push on. Obviously, um excitement at a club that has not had much. So forgive me my three weeks of optimistic um, being an Ipswich fan.
2: I don't know we you're talking about, that watch along. I thought you loved it
0: last night. <laughs> oh, God, it was the worst, <laughs> the absolute worst. <laughs> and again, I have, look, this is Wayne Rooney. I couldn't respect <laughs> Wayne Rooney anymore. And I've I got so much respect for these Barnsley players, League One coming up but it was a terrible terrible first just,
2: half. It? it was uh, it was it was funny to watch. Like it was a good watch along for for like everything that was in the football really, I guess. But, which <laughs> <laughs> credit to you because you obviously kept it engaging even though the match was necessarily
0: uh, not. Luke, you made a very good point actually in the comments that it does feel a little bit of a sense of um I've worked in education, right? And when you get up to July It's like, do you remember Gladiators where they're running up the terminator and just can't get to the end and they're falling down? It feels like some of the players, bless them, just need to get to this international break and have 10 days off, doesn't it? And you're going to get games like Blackburn-Swansea, which wasn't great. I mean, it wasn't on the uh, Derby-Barnsley level last night. But I think after, so what, we've got this weekend round, then we've got the midweek. And then is it international break There's another
2: weekend round. Um, oh my god. So there's this weekend. Another mid-week. three
0: game week. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. I I so look, in that midweek round, we might get some even worse games yeah. um I just think yeah. I just think everyone's mentally knackered and when you can see that finish line, um, particularly if you're a Barnsley on a winning streak or if you're a Swansea with a game in hand, just with everybody watching you trying to get yeah, you know, that little it's tough mentally and physically it's just exhausting isn't it Christ yeah we've got Bournemouth and Cardiff yeah. next week
2: so I hope it's better wow, uh, but yeah, wow. I know but um, yeah we obviously we've, we've been going for a while and I really appreciate you coming on Um, I would I could yeah. probably ask you questions Anytime. all day so hopefully we'll be able to you never know Ipswich might come up and we might not go up and uh, who knows we could uh, maybe have a couple more things going forward with uh some cross match uh, yeah. conversations
0: Ooh. Always willing to talk about football, and good luck to the good luck to the Swans um, this this season. Um, who the hell knows which of those three is going to get um, going to get the second place? But look, you're going to be in the playoffs at, at minimum, so it's going to be exciting. And um, yeah, we'll see what we'll see what happens. Although um, I dare say, and it's probably a horrible way to end the conversation, though <laughs> a playoff defeat. And a few contracts ending, yeah. and um I think there might be a few people interested in your manager, yeah, yeah, we no. think
2: um we think we're not going up, yeah, we're prepared, I think there was rumors about Crystal Palace, but um we'll see what happens let's uh, let's just see how the season finishes, and then we'll cross that bridge, maybe uh we know there's a, like, well, a basically couple eyes Luke,
0: go. any relegated <laughs> team is now gonna look and say, oh, so Steve Cooper he didn't get um." bugger all man, and he's got playoffs two seasons running okay yeah i could
4: see uh you could see brighton coming down and them getting rid of potter and then they'll take our other managers <laughs> we'll just take Potter back then is it <laughs> we'll swap yeah
0: but well, you get some beautiful football with him but you might be a few places lower in the table yeah exactly. yeah and that
2: is again as what we were saying another part of that <laughs> puzzle but uh but yeah, that's look, I'll, I'll, um, I'll end up here. And like I said, we've got plenty more we can talk to Ben and Bo, and hopefully in the future we will. So thank you very much for coming on again. If you want to remind everybody where they can see your wonderful content, and maybe on Twitter as well.
0: Yeah, at Benjamin Bloom on Twitter. Um, any stats I tweet are tweeted without opinion, without context. And if anyone comments on them, that's them adding their agenda to my stats. I come yeah. completely from a... Um, Unimpeachably neutral position, obviously. Um, Benjamin Bloom Football Channel on um, on YouTube, and yeah, please hit subscribe because, like I say, even if Swans do go up, I'll still be covering them as a dearly departed team. Yeah. And if anyone really likes me, and I mean really, really, you know, like loves me, uh, Patreon dot com slash Benjamin Bloom as Check well for out. some extra bonus content.
2: Check them out. Um, like I said. Really? And- great content creator i'll be looking forward regardless of us going up or down to see how you continue to cover from a non sort of biased perspective how we're doing so thank you very much again for coming on um cheers lee and john as well for joining us and um i'll end up here we might talk about things thanks. later on but uh yeah it's been a good one guys so see you later
4: you soon <laughs>
1: Podcast
2: Network. The match has just finished and you're on your way home. What better way to celebrate that 90th minute winner than a muck nugget share box and a few tips with your mates. You channel your inner Ronald as you race to beat the muck delivery home, just making it an injury time. Ordering muck delivery is easy on the McDonald's app. You win. Our participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com.